0: Would you care to comment on how you plan to fight Balboa? What's your strategy?
1: Don't need any. Balboa is so predictable and stupid, the man comes straight ahead. He's me for me, and he's gonna get hurt. No, I don't hate Balboa, but I pity the fool, and I will destroy any man who tries to take what I got. What's your prediction for the fight, then?
2: Prediction? Yes, prediction. Pain.
1: No only one only a dollar 99 buys you at Ponderosa right now?
0: You'll get nothing it. like
1: it. Swatch.
2: What? Hotweight is dead. Pontiac Fiero.
1: It says 100% guaranteed, you moron. This is crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. My density has popped me to you.
0: But it's only authentic if it says members only right here. Live from Members Only Studios. Welcome to Living in the Eighties, a podcast where we talk about anything and everything having to do with the 1980s. Robin,
2: Kevin, the best that we remember.
0: Robin, Kevin, what was that? What were you trying to pull? I'm, what I'm what ad living here.
2: <laughs> That's
0: ad living. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> lost right now. I don't even know what to <laughs> say. you got your Matt Moore. <laughs> Stick to the script, kid. Oh gosh, guys, thanks for coming back. We have no pure energy this week, sadly. Aww. However, this just in, we have surpassed 100,000 listeners to the Living in the 80s podcast. Wow. wow. That's, awesome. That is mind blowing to me. I mean, what was started is just like a little hobby, just, hey, let's talk about the 80s with friends, has that many people that's listened to it. I was listening to a podcast recently, they just celebrated their 200th episode, 50,000 downloads, which I think is phenomenal. Mm. But the fact that we got 100,000 and this is episode 132, that's really good. I mean, thank you guys for for listening and for passing along... uh, the podcast, friends, and so forth. So you guys are why we continue to do this. And I don't say that to patronize you, but really, if nobody listened, we probably would have given this up a long time ago. We don't get paid money for this. I mean, I pay these guys in pizza. (laughs) And a good pizza. (laughs) And we appreciate it, yes. (laughs) Yes. Just threw down some grandstand. And some Royal Crown Cola. Yes, Mm -hmm. we did. And uh, good times. All right, so this week, we're going to be talking about the year 1982. So think about 1982.
2: What were you guys doing in 1982? 1982, uh, that would be the end of the 7th grade, beginning of the 8th grade. So junior
1: high school, as we called it in my area, is where I would have been. For me, I would have been freshman to sophomore year. I. Uh, this was a big year for me. I went from just a traditional young kid's haircut <laughs> to uh, There's a girl that was a great older than me, a friend of my sister's. Her name was Kathy Costigan. I think I got that right. And she came over to the house, and she was wanting to be a, a, a hairstylist. She still is to this day, I believe. And she gave me my first punk haircut. No and so I went into school the next day. A, a new man, right? And I remember s- sitting in class, and one of my teachers said, Kevin's went punk on us, <laughs> and I thought that was so cool. So yeah, also I was wrestling. So unlike the big time wrestling you guys like, it was the official wrestling where I couldn't slam people in their necks I wanted to. Or I, didn't wanted it, yeah. to. Yeah. I didn't have the strength, then it was illegal. But uh, but yeah, I was, uh, I was also wrestling. So I was, I was part of a team. It was exciting. Good for me in 1982,
0: I was a sophomore at the beginning of the year, a junior into the. You know, second half of 1982, that's when I got my driver's license. So I was an independent man. And man, I love driving.
2: First car was a 1967 Chevelle. Really? Loved that car. That's oh, not it's, even fair. I know. Kevin's got a motorcycle at the age of five, and you've got a Chevelle at the age of 16. Uh-huh. And then there's people like myself. No car, no motorcycle. Well, you weren't old enough to drive yet. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, see?
0: Your time it is come. Yes, it does. <laughs> so, yeah, 1982 was a good year. Uh, we talk a lot about different things, and we'll get to it later, but music in 1982 was awesome. Oh, yes. yes. It, it was, was one of the strongest of the decade, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So we're going to start off 1982 with a little thing we like to call...
2: In the news. <laughs>
0: So this is where we pick out a news item and talk about it, uh, whether it was big newsworthy stuff, or it could have very possibly just been something that we remember from back then, or maybe we stumbled across Googling before the podcast to remind us what actually happened in 1982. Back then, I wasn't watching the news. Were you guys? Not a whole lot. No. But yeah. I do remember my Like Like story. big events we would remember, but you know. Kevin... You were telling
1: us about your 1982 news story, so... Um, yeah, so 1982, showing what was happening at that time, it shows the importance of what was happening and what was, what was to come. In the coming years, Time Magazine's Man of the Year, for the first time, was a non-human. It was the computer. Wow. So I remember that being such a big deal, because they always had the Man of the Year on the cover of Time, and it was a personal computer. Jeez. So... Uh, yeah, Forecasting the future. Absolutely. Hmm. Just a few years later, it seemed like everybody had him. How you, Snowball?
2: Um, there was a uh, boxer out of Youngstown, Ohio, called named Ray Boom Boom Mancini. He uh, was in a boxing match with uh, a South Korean named Dooku Kim. Unfortunately, um, in the fight, uh, Dooku Kim was injured and died four days later. Wow. What I didn't know... Was his mother committed suicide three months after the fight? Jeez! Oh, mm. And the referee for the fight, Richard Green, committed committed suicide like a year or year and a half later.
0: Mm. Wow! And I didn't realize. Terrible. Man, so
2: you imagine the guilt I and the stress that Richard Green carried by not stopping the fight sooner? Yeah,
0: I remember Ray Boom Boom Mancini back then. He was like one of the top fighters of the day.
2: Mm-hmm. Wow. That's, uh, yeah, I had no idea about the other uh-huh. tragedies that hmm. followed thereafter. So, sad story. Yeah, Rob, pick it up. All right. So, in this
0: day and age of cell phones, you know everybody's got a phone in their pocket, on their hip, in their purse, whatever. Kids have cell phones. Well, back in the olden times, <laughs> there was a telephone that was on the wall in every home and business, and this telephone was shared by multiple people. In your house you had a house phone with one phone number and you had to share that. And the phone kids had either push-button numbers or a rotary dial. What's a rotary dial you may ask. It kinda looks like a wheel. You gotta spin your finger around to uh, to that number to dial a phone number. You got the wrong number you got to start over again so that's how it was now in those days AT&T which stands for American Telephone and Telegraph kind of monopolized the whole phone industry so all over the US and Canada AT&T had um, owned these these smaller companies like locally Ohio Bell and now one thing I remember from back in those days is Ohio Bell, you can call and get the local weather and temperature. So what we're going to do today, it's had the same phone number for my entire lifetime. And I'm pretty sure it's still there today. Wow. So we're going to find out what the time and temperature is for Columbus, Ohio right now, if it actually is going to work.
2: Current time is 8.59 p.m. Where the current temperature is 69 degrees Fahrenheit. Wind is west at 8 miles per hour. Humidity 81%. Uh Here's the latest weather forecast (laughs) for Columbus. For tonight, partly cloudy. With areas of smoke and patchy fog after midnight, lows in the upper 50s, northwest winds 5 to 10 miles an hour. Wednesday, partly sunny, patchy fog in the morning with areas of smoke, highs in the low 80s. For Wednesday night, areas of smoke in the evening, otherwise mostly clear with lows around 60. Thursday, partly sunny, with a chance of showers, highs in the upper 80s. Friday, partly sunny, a chance of showers and thunderstorms, highs in the upper 80s. Thank you for calling the time and weather. A couple of takeaways. How often do you hear smoke in our weather forecast? (laughs) Not often. My other is, okay, I am amazed that it still exists, but I am dying to know what is the average amount of calls they receive per day.
0: I would love to know that. Because back then, that's how you found out the weather. You can either wait... Wait for the news to come on, or if you wanted to know the temperature right now, you can get it. So, that was just a little sidebar to my story here. So, in 1982, AT&T was ordered by the U.S. government to split, to break up the system. Monopoly. Exactly. It was a monopoly. The agreement came as a result of an antitrust case brought against the company in 1974 by the U.S. Department of Justice, as is typically happens this took eight years to do Mm -hmm. breakup of the bell system officially became effective two years later 1984 when it was split into seven independent regional bell operating companies so that was kind of a big news story back then because there was now suddenly competition for phone service so instead of at&t saying if you want a phone line it's forty dollars a month or whatever it was back then they were competing companies that could also get your service and your long-distance service. So, you know, 1982 is when that started the
1: wheels in motion, so to speak. Interesting. Yeah, it's my news story. But I think what's more interesting is that was not a recorded voice just now. That sounded like a guy actually reading that, didn't
2: it? The weather part, definitely,
1: but the temperature and the time is a digital. Yeah, but the guy yeah. saying it was an actual smoke. dude. The, the way he was pausing it was like this is a real person. Oh, he sounds real South Side of Columbus. Yeah, could be, could no,
2: be. Matt's was... roots.
1: Do you not sound like Matt? He probably uh... had he probably had fish for dinner. <laughs> just saying. You know I, that brings back a memory of you recall, you know, calling a, the movieplex that had oh, eleven yeah. theaters, and you had to, it's like, ah, oh, I just missed the movie. <laughs> you <laughs> listen for all of those times, and you're
0: waiting. You're waiting for your movie. And it's either the last one or you missed it somewhere. You get a call all over again. And it's like, you know, you get a movieplex of six to 10 theaters. They're talking about every movie time for each movie, like six or seven times throughout the day. Holy cow. Yeah, it yeah. was time consuming for sure. Those were the days. Yeah. Those are the great days. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, thank you for the internet. All right, so we're going to take a brief time out. We're going to be right back talking about pop culture and all that that entails in 1982. Hang tight. Thank you for listening to Living in the 80s. We want to take this opportunity to thank all of those that helped make this possible. First and foremost, we want to thank Spotify for Podcasters for providing this platform, as well as Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, and about a dozen others. We also want to give a special thank you to Star1079.com and Roundtown Radio, where you can hear this podcast weekly. Also, be sure to check us out in our Facebook page, Living in the 80s. Most of all, we want to thank you for listening. Welcome back to Living in the 80s. We are going to go right into fashion with our local fashion guru, Kevin Ackley. <laughs> yes.
1: We are starting with Kevin this week. He, his guns are loaded. Bring it, sir. Okay. I remember a couple things that stuck out in my mind from the 82 uh, fashion. One were uh, girls were wearing chic jeans, chick jeans. I, I, I don't know what they're called. I you just know, noticed
0: It's them. funny. The, the group chic is spelled C-H-I-C. Everybody pronounced the jeans
1: Chick. Like Chick Donovan,
2: except I—I I thought they were—I <laughs> thought they were high jeans. I
1: thought this, the little C in front was just a curve of the H. Oh, and I thought the C really? at the end. Yeah, so I thought they were high. I didn't know anything. High, high jeans. Yeah. Why did the girls look at me strange? I don't know. <laughs> so one thing that was really popular: leg warmers. The whole uh, yeah.
2: What? How many did you have? Uh, I didn't have
1: any. Okay. I Couldn't afford them.
2: <laughs> Otherwise, I would have had
1: a bunch of them. Um, and women started wearing like the, the shoulder pads, and, and guys did too, like the, in the suit jackets. Yeah, yeah. But do you remember the soft, fuzzy sweaters? So too magical. magical to touch. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the angora sweaters. Yes, uh, man, I remember those. And uh, well, along with that, remember the girls
0: like they would wrap your class mm-hmm. ring up in that fuzzy yarn. angora yarn, yeah. and they would have to change it. It's like I think girls dated me just because I had a cool class ring, no other reason. Oh, I'm, I had a cool I'm car sure too. I did too. have a
1: cool car. So you had two reasons. <laughs> and my members only jacket, which we'll talk about later. <laughs> Good. Uh, the last one, which I didn't wear it in '82, but I wore it a few years later. Uh, this is the year that Dracar came out. The Cologne oh, that you yeah. don't wear, Snowball, because you're allergic to it. Exactly.
2: So. Yes.
0: Hmm. Good stuff. How about you,
2: Michael? All right. So you got to remember this is seventh grade. Yeah. So not exactly at my peak of fashion here. You're working towards it, though. I am working towards it. So one thing I always do in to prep for these shows is to go back. I have a, a photo album where I have every school picture, all the way from kindergarten through high school. I think you need to share those on our Facebook page. Yes, every single page. Everybody needs to see them. Yeah. So in seventh grade, you're going to see me wearing something that you probably
1: would never imagine me wearing. A silk screen shirt?
0: Steelers jersey.
1: Flannel. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. You look like someone that's upset that you're having to wear that flannel. <laughs> it's
2: like, Mom, really?
1: Yeah, brown flannel. But the thing you notice, I still have
2: coordinating t shirt underneath. So You do. You do. do. Well, I'm proud of you for that. So, in seventh grade, I was wearing fan- flannel, apparently. Wow. Flannel I was is a- Say it probably escaped my uh, wardrobe probably for the next 30 years. But <laughs> today, I actually have one flannel shirt. Huh. I've got two or three of them. Yeah. I wear them from time
0: to time. I'm very lumberjacky. <laughs> <laughs> kind of look like the uh,
2: the what's his name the the brawny paper towel. Oh I yes. Guess. Oh. I wear it when I go out on the campaign trail, you know, so I can relate to the people. <laughs> that's always one of my favorite things when you watch, other than Trump, watch all the other politicians yeah, they'll, they'll travel around. In, they dress
0: in these brand new jeans you know have never been worn, no. or cowboy boots if they're in Texas. They don't even know how to walk in them. <laughs> yes, that's, that's hilarious. So, for me, I was wearing Levi's. Wow. So they were the best-selling jean of all time. They're comfortable. They fit. They still work today. Uh, I bought my first members-only jacket in 1982. Very nice. Right around the time Mm. I started driving. Mm. So if anybody thought they were the cat's meow, it was me. Yeah, absolutely. Because I members-only jacket, got my Chevelle. (laughs) I'm rolling. Uh, I I started a collection of polo shirts then. Mm. The iZods and so forth. I was wearing those a lot uh, back then. Sweaters with a shirt underneath, like a button-down collar. You can see the top of it. When it was not quite so cold out, I would wear just the, uh, the a lot of button-down collar dress shirts. So I did that a lot. you we were definitely starting to dress up a lot more that year. Yeah, I was. You know, getting out more, meeting the ladies. Mm-hmm. You know, expectations are yeah. higher. Oh, they see you get out of that car. You got to bring it. You got to <laughs> bring it. It's got to be brought. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So, what about trends that weren't so much fashion? No, Rob. Nothing. No. You got
2: nothing. No. Okay, so or just say no. Or just say no. Oh, oh, yes. Is that a 1982 thing? Yes, it is a 1982 thing. Oh, wow. Thing. The nice.
1: Nancy Reagan
2: campaign. Yes, the Nancy Reagan drug campaign. Just say no, kids. Just, just say, say, say no. no. Not long ago in Oakland, California, I was asked by a group of children what to do if they were offered drugs. And I answered, just say no. Soon after that, those children in Oakland formed a Just Say No club. And now, there are over 10,000 such clubs all over the country.
1: It's that simple? That simple. Yeah. You guys think of it. Uh, Yeah. So, again, I'd mentioned that the computer was the Time Magazine Man of the Year, so personal computers are really starting to gain a lot of popularity. I had a f- couple friends that had them, like the, those early... Computers that were like impossible to program, and we oh, yeah, just said it syntax error on yeah. the screen. C colon forward slash. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely not the user-friendly computers we got later. And of course, in '82, video games and arcades were huge. So yes, certainly a trend. Was was going to meet friends to play video games at the arcade. Mm-hmm. And another trend that was very important to me because I didn't couldn't afford to go out and buy a lot of music was I had this little radio in my room and I had this uh, old tape recorder that I borrowed from my parents where, you know, you push down the record and play button at the same time to record and it had like a little microphone attached to it. So I taped that to the front of the radio and would tape songs off the radio. That's how you made mixtapes back then. Try to wait just as long as I could for the Shut DJ up, to DJ. stop. <laughs> and then try to stop up before the DJ started talking. And Yeah, that was... Uh, And if if they played two good songs in a row without the DJ talking, that was that was was, money. That was money.
0: (laughs) I would say for me, you mentioned video games. Mm. Uh, Tabletop arcade games became popular in 1982. So like Centipede, Pac Man, Frogger. There's little tabletop versions, a little screen, little joystick on them. Those were pretty popular. And I don't remember if this was out then, but in my mind, it says it was. Remember those baby on board signs? Oh, is that when it started? I don't know. But to to me, it did. Best I remember it. And then it came on, (laughs) people would mock them later, like mother-in-law in in trunk and stuff like that. (laughs) Those were great. Let's go over our favorite TV shows from 1982. So, Kevin, why don't you read off the top five TV shows you got there?
1: Okay. Number five was Dynasty. Number four was Magnum P.I. Number three was M.A.S.H. Number two was Dallas, and number one, 60 Minutes. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of, of, as it's always, it's, as it's always, always in there somewhere. It's yeah. amazing.
2: It, it, it is still amazing. With that late Sunday night, yeah. it's what, seven o'clock to this day. It's still a top on. five show every single yeah. year. Yes.
1: So, Kevin, what were you watching? Do you guys remember a show called Square Pegs? Yes. Yes. Uh, who got her start on that show? Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. Sarah did. Jessica Parker. And it was about two girls trying to fit in with the popular kids and there were two kind of loser kids that were kind of interested in them they were more interested in the popular kids i watched it not too long ago like when you can watch it on youtube or whatever now and not that great but at the mm-hmm. time it was it seemed like an interesting show to me so sure, i forgot about that one i mean i i didn't forget about it forget about it but
0: i wasn't like on the list today yeah, yeah i, I yeah. liked it back then they have a lot of good musical guests on there did they, I yeah, don't kind of recall watching for it some in that era. I mean, I D-52's knew the show, maybe. so
2: I didn't really watch it. What were you watching, Mike? I was watching Corey and Vance Duke. <laughs> oh. Yes, Tom Wopat and uh, John Schneider. John I was calling him Bo Schneider. John <laughs> Schneider uh, were basically holding out. They felt they weren't getting paid enough, so they bring in their cousins. They were almost look-alikes. Yeah, basically, look like a blonde and a brunette. <laughs> Corey and Vance Duke. Yeah, <laughs> I remember still watching the show
0: back then, probably for a little bit and kind of lost interest. And then Bo and Luke came back, and then I, I think I was already past Duke's Hazard by
2: that point. If I recall, the storyline was Bo and Luke went off to the NASCAR circuit. Oh, yeah. I don't remember which one was a driver, but I think one was a driver and one was a pit crew guy. Yeah. So. Hmm. Oh, that's great.
0: I was watching, I was mostly watching MTV, but the shows I would catch, which, Square Pigs, I completely forgot about being, again, I liked it. I I watched an episode recently, it was on YouTube or something, Tracy Nelson was on that show. She's the daughter of Ricky Nelson. She was was (laughs) cute. Okay. Cute girl. I was watching Happy Days, Three's Company back then. But the show I was probably watching the most, we talked about it uh, a few weeks ago, was Fridays. Hmm. Uh, SNL's competitor didn't last more than a couple years, but I loved it when it was out, so it's a good show. Moving right along, let's talk about movies of 1982. Michael, what's our top five?
2: All right, going from five to one in 1982, number five, An Officer and a Gentleman. Number 4 on Golden Pond. Haven't ever watched it. It's kind of an old people movie. <laughs> number 3 is Rocky 3. Number 2 Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark, and number 1 Kevin's all-time favorite movie <laughs> and a movie I just watched last year for the first time, E.T. The Extra-Terrestrial.
0: Good list. Mike, what was your movie?
2: Rocky 3. Now when we fought You had that eye of the tiger, man, the edge. And now you gotta get it back. And the way to get it back is to go back to the beginning. You know what I mean? Love Rocky, love the whole series. Rocky Three is great. You bring in Club Relang, you know, Rocky's getting ready to retire. Club Relang keeps calling him out. And so they have their first fight and Rocky gets destroyed. Mickey's dying in the locker room. he can't focus So he and Apollo Creed now team up together yeah. And he comes back to defeat Clubber Lang in their second matchup So what I remember about Rocky III is
0: And I, I'm going to go on record as saying this Because of Rocky Three, professional wrestling became what it is that. It would be a true statement. Because Hulk Hogan was in the AWA, which is a smaller wrestling federation, and when Rocky III came out, everybody's seeing Hulk Hogan now. Vince McMahon hires him to the WWF, builds the whole company around him. Mm. We get Wrestlemania a couple years later, which grew and grew and grew and grew, and it became a multi-billion dollar empire. And I think Rocky 3 is
2: directly the reason for that. Yeah, it was definitely the launching pad for Hulk Hogan, mm-hmm. Gary Bula. We know him as Hulk Hogan. Yes. <laughs> Hulk Hogan was definitely launched him into uh, mainstream media, so you know, it was a huge takeoff. Yeah. For Rocky, wrestling.
1: Rocky was fighting for the heavyweight championship of the world. Mm-hmm. and he came up like Hulk Hogan's chest and it yes. just showed how big Hulk Hogan was yes. and when he picks him up and throws him in the out he, of the ring into the crowd like he was like a rag doll and then when Rocky <laughs> returns the favor he can barely get him out of <laughs> the ring it just showed how massive that guy was <laughs> it was good yeah that's a great movie I
0: enjoyed that movie a lot I think I probably saw it in the theater two or three times yeah.
1: I can't even
2: count the number of times I've seen that
1: several hundred times yeah. oh yeah great movie <laughs> Kevin, what about you? Well, it would have been Rocky Three. Yes. And it can't be E.T., even though you say it's my favorite movie. Rocky Three was the first movie I saw. Can I guess? E.T. was the second. Go ahead. The best little whorehouse in Texas. <laughs> I've never seen <laughs> that movie. I've never seen that movie. I haven't either. So I'm going to go with my third option, which is not too shabby, Raiders of the Lost Ark. There's a big snake in the plane, Jacques! Oh, that's just my pet snake, Reggie! I hate snakes, Jacques! I hate them!
0: Come on,
2: show a
1: little backbone, will ya? Very oh, good. Oh, good one, yes. Yeah, now I'm not too excited about the new one coming out. I heard it's not directed by Steven Spielberg, so. Really? Yeah, oh, so that makes me a little bit. And he's almost, I think he's already turned 81. Yeah. I mean, but good for him. Good for him. Yeah.
0: Well, for me, I saw it on your list, I thought you were going to run the steal on me there. Fast Times at Richmond High. Oh, yeah. Why
1: don't you get a job, Spicoli? What for?
0: You need money.
1: <laughs> All I need are some tasty waves, cool buzz, and I'm fine. So that that's that, that movie about?
0: <laughs> it's about high school in the 1980s. Oh, some shenanigans going some on? Some shenanigans. This was the launch of the high school comedies of the 80s. Before this, there weren't any. Um, if you go back to Animal House... In 1978, college Mm -hmm. kids. uh, There may have been a high school movie here or there, but nothing of. Not like a pattern or a trend. Yeah, exactly. There might be a one off here and there. Yeah, but when Fast Times at Ridgemont High came out, they just all started coming. Yeah. Whether they were low budget or big budget movies, they all came. So, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, I've said it before, they do the best job at encapsulating what the 1980s were at that time. The music, the fashion, the attitudes, the way the kids talked, like it was all, that movie did such a good job, in the launching pad for some serious stars, I mean, Sean Penn got his start there, Phoebe Cates was in it, Jennifer Jason Leigh, she got her start there, Nicolas Cage was in there, Eric Stoltz, uh, Anthony Edwards, we see these people for the very first time, and... What a fantastic movie. Yeah. it's great. So that would be my movie in 1982. So let's talk next about who we feel is the coolest celebrity of
1: 1982. Kevin. Whew. There are some good choices. I want to go with Mr. T. Mr. T. So I know he's the bad guy in Rocky III. He was on some other things. Like he was on Silver Spoons where he's hired as Ricky's <laughs> bodyguard. bodyguard. And, yeah. and you can tell, oh, this guy's got... A good sense of humor. He's he's intimidating, but he could also he also had some. Comedy. He could be fun. Yeah, so I'm gonna go with Mr. T.
2: Kind of in the same
1: vein, Sly himself,
2: mm-hmm. Sylvester Stallone. Big year for him. Rocky three. Oh yeah. First Rambo, first blood. Huge year at the box office for a slide. He had
0: to have been the top box office draw that year. I would have to assume looking, those two at, looking at the movies that were up in there. I mean, come on, he had to yep. have been. For me, I'm gonna say Mark Goodman, the VJ from MTV. Hmm. Okay. Cause to me, I mean, this guy he he was somebody that I wanted to hang out with and just talk music. I sure I would annoy the crap out of him. <laughs> but he was just so cool. all the MTV VJs were cool. Mark Goodman, I felt, was the coolest, and even now you hear him on Sirius XM. Not only on the '80s channel, but he's on the classic rock one. He's on some other ones. He has a ton of musical knowledge. He came from radio, so I mean, he knows so many different stars and stuff. He doesn't like do the name dropping, but he'll just give facts about songs and music and artists. Wow, like that guy to me at that time of my life. I'm discovering new music. Just really, music was playing constantly for me at this point. I was really. Trying to find more obscure songs, but really enjoying a lot of what was out there. He was the guy. That's, that's a, my that's a cool celebrity. That's a really good one. Thanks. All right, we're gonna take a, one more break, and we're gonna come back. And we're gonna wrap up the podcast. Our last segment will be all about the music. So hang tight. Shall we play a game?
2: Hi, I'm Joel McLaughlin, the most excellent host of Living in the Retro Arcade. If you're into video games from the 70s to current day, this is the show for you. We'll talk about technical aspects of the games as well as memories the best that we can remember them. That's Living in the Retro Arcade, available on all popular podcast platforms.
0: If you like living in the 80s, be sure to check out the 80s Rewind Show. Based in the UK, my guy Robbie scores some great interviews with several artists that were part of the UK music scene in the 80s. You can find the 80s Rewind Show on Apple, Spotify, or just about anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Be sure to check out the 80s Rewind Show. Welcome back to Living in the 80s. We are in our last segment for 1982, which is the music. We love talking about music
2: around here. Mike likes it. (laughs) This is a great year, though. It sure was. I mean, my list of favorites, it's tough. I could do a Rob. I could name like ten of them. Oh, I could I'm not going to do that because I'm not Rob. (laughs) And I get edited
0: if I do. So, (laughs) So, Kevin, give us the top five songs of 1982 and then we'll talk about
1: them. Some good ones are in here. Number five, Centerfold by Jay Band. Number four, Ebony and Ivory by Paul McCartney and Stevie Wonder. Number three, I Love Rock and Roll by Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. Number two, I Have the Tiger by Survivor. And number one, Physical. By Olivia Newton John. Mm -hmm. That song was huge. Number one song of the 80s. It was. Yes, it was. It's like 12 weeks. Yeah,
2: number one. It's like, (laughs) wow. I mean,
0: I was tired of it after a very short period of time. I don't know how you can get
2: tired of Olivia Newton
0: John. Well, not of her, (laughs) but of that song. Oh, boy. Turn the sound down. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) So, Kevin, what would you say is your favorite song of the year?
1: I've got to go with Eye of the Tiger, My Survivor. I think that at the beginning of Rocky Three, right after they show the ending of Rocky II and then go into like that montage of him fighting all these wannabes and has-beens, and they're playing that song, just made that movie. And it was supposed to be Another One Bites the Dust. Yeah. So glad it wasn't. Which would have worked... Yeah. But Eye of the Tiger yeah. it fits
2: like a glove. For, yeah. Like a boxing glove. Yeah. For there you go. That's what I love about the Rocky movies is all the montages they always <laughs> yeah. have. Yeah. Great montage. Yeah. yeah, And that one they started right off with it. Started mm-hmm. it off strong. Great song. Good one. Well you might No One Like You by the Scorpions. Mm-hmm. There's no-
0: I didn't see that coming. Really? Oh, yeah, It's song. a great song, no question. But I didn't see Mike, who liked It Takes Two last week, <laughs> to come up with a Scorpion. Hey, you, you know. You have gained man points. Thanks, the I appreciate it. The ones you it. lost, you've now regained. I don't know how i losing any. They're all great songs that I
2: see the pick. But yes, no, Scorpions loved it. Very difficult song to understand the lyrics. Now today, you can actually go out there and read the lyrics and go, oh, that's what he's saying. <laughs> <Right>. Klaus Meinen <laughs> from Germany. <laughs> that's great.
0: So for me, man, I struggled mightily with this one. And the song I picked, I may pick a different one tomorrow. There are some of them I've saved and held back because they may show up on an album. But I'm going to go with Trouble by Lindsay Buckingham. To that song, I didn't know who Lindsey Buckingham was before this song. Found out later. It doesn't on, sound like off. much of a rocker. That's uh, not a rocker so much, but it is a it is a good song. I found out later he was from Fleetwood Mac, which I know who Fleetwood Mac was, but wasn't yeah. putting those two together. well. No, I, oh, wow. yeah. I almost said "Do You Believe in Love" by Huey Lewis and the News. That's a good one. that a good, good, good choice. Many, many, many and good songs. And how many other ones would you have said? Oh Robin? I don't even want to go into all those. <laughs> well, well I, I
2: had a bunch. Well, I've got <laughs> other ones if you want to hear them. Well, go right ahead. How about "Hot in the City" by Billy Idol? Good one. Mm-hmm. Of course, I love "Rock and Roll" by Joan Jett number three song of the year great song i remember we were in a church one night and we're in our youth group and the youth pastors like asking us to write down different topics what's your favorite song that's the song i write down mom's like really you're in church and you write down i love rock and roll <laughs> Yes, I did.
0: Well, there's no song out called I Love Jesus and
1: Rolls, so there. <laughs> you didn't want to lie in church, did you? Exactly. Right. I can't be
0: lying. I spoke the truth. That's right. Okay, our next topic is going to be the worst song of 1982. Now, as great a year as it was, there were some there were some stinkers, too. So, uh, Mike, why don't you give us your worst
2: song of 1982? All right. Well, um, It may not be popular, but I'm going to throw it out there anyway. Ebony and Ivory by Paul McCartney and Stevie Wonder. Number four song of the year. Just didn't like it. Didn't like it. Didn't like you know, the
0: duo. I, I liked it at the time. I mean, it was number one for several weeks, but, and it also shows up on a lot of worst of lists now. When it comes on now, I'm just kind of indifferent to it. I mean, I two legends... And yeah, at so the time it. it was news, like all oh, these
1: two legends get together mm-hmm. for a song, but no. it had a good message. It did, but uh, <laughs> I know that's
2: why I sound bad. I hate that song.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it can <laughs> well, have a I good think, message, and still not be a, a rocking song. So <laughs> yeah. What about you, Kevin? There was a song by Diana Ross called "Mirror Mirror."
0: It shows up on the countdowns now. Yeah, and, and I, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm not a weird. fan of that
1: song. And Diana Ross, I mean, I know it's. Horrible take. She had a bad song, but... Oh, she's mm. had a few. You yeah. hear Muscles? Yeah. <laughs> that, Unfortunately. Yeah. That's where I thought you were going was Muscles, so... <laughs> I
2: yeah, want was Muscles. <laughs> oh, so I could see Kevin singing, looking That's, in the mirror, yeah. immaculating. <laughs> Mike, <so laughs> I want Muscles, sing. I don't have any, but yeah. i like them. In <laughs> <then> your suitcase. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, so my worst song is going to be I've Never Been to Me by Charlene. That is... One of the worst songs of all time. Charlene. We, Charlene. What is else
2: does Charlene
0: ever sang? Exactly.
2: Nothing but that. <laughs>
0: okay. It was made in 1978. Eight, like seven, that. something like that. And for some reason, some DJ somewhere found it later and started playing it. And it became a huge hit. And it's just awful. Just bad. We did a podcast uh, About a year or two ago. And we talked about the worst songs of the 80s. And that was voted by us as the worst song of the 80s. So it would be very hard to not name that one. I've Never Been to Me by Charlene. So washing the funk off of that, we're going to talk about the top selling albums of 1982. Number five is Freeze Frame by Jay Giles Band. Number four... American Fool by John Cougar, which he was known as then. Uh, Number three is Four by Foreigner. Number two is Beauty and the Beat by the Go-Go's. Number one selling album of 1982 is Asia by Asia. Asia. Now, that surprises me. I remember it. I had that album. It's a really good album. I like Asia. Mm -hmm. But when you think back to that time frame and that period of time, those Big blockbuster albums like Thriller got released at the end of the year. So it's like November of '82, Thriller gets released. Mm-hmm. So you know in those two months it didn't do enough to unseat Asia. But there, there were these like Born in the USA, you know the Prince albums, U2, uh, all of that stuff. Synchronicity hadn't come out yet. That was the following year. So the big albums of the '80s were coming. But these these albums here were were the top selling albums that year. For me, my favorite album of that year, again, I could change it tomorrow, but I wanna go with Business As Usual by Men At Work. This is the first cassette that I bought that wasn't a homemade mixtape, <laughs> and uh, I listened to that a lot. And I like every song on it. That's one that I still will go back even today and listen to that album and really enjoy it. What about you, Kevin? I'm
1: gonna go with "Rio" by Duran Duran. They arrived at the right time, or MTV arrived at the right time for them, and their songs were on there. They shot to the start them, and this, this album I thought was great. Yeah, I
0: really like this one too. This is another cassette that I bought back then. I was really into Duran Duran
2: back then. Uh, my favorite album would be uh, John Cougar's American Fool.
0: Sucking on Chili Dog, outside taste freeze.
2: Diane sitting on Jackie's lap, got his hands between the knees. Jack and
0: say, "Hey Diane, let's run off behind the shady trees,
1: dribble off those Bobby Brooks, let me do what I please." Say, "Oh yeah, life goes on long after the thrill
2: of living is gone." Number four song, number four album of the year. It included Hurt So Good," uh, "Jack and Diane," and "Hand to Hold On To." So ooh, great album. This is gonna be crazy to you guys. The top three
0: albums I had were, business as usual, American Fool and Rio. Wow. There you go. So,
1: <laughs> That's amazing. I think we're all pretty much agreement that yeah. there's some good albums. And That's I great. just got to say, before he blows it, I'm so impressed with Mike tonight with his <laughs> musical choices. Uh, it's like he's a different person. I think Matt's juju. Because Matt's leaving, not here, Leaving, is what it is? Yeah. Yeah. He's thinking more clearly. Mm-hmm. You've had some, I, there's still time to blow it, but so far. And I'm sure he will. <laughs> So I'm very impressed. Sure, I will definitely
2: lose all the confidence you've in to me tonight here before we're done. I'm sure it's coming about
0: right now. <laughs> so, Mike, would you talk to us about your
2: guilty pleasure song of 1982? And I think this is where I lose you. The sweetest thing by Juice Newton. <laughs> it is <laughs> <sighs> delicious. Yep. Great song. Thank you for redeeming all, all that we know about you. I mean, just the nice, quiet violin to open it up. It's just a song, beautiful country crossover
1: song. Huh? I'm really glad you enjoy that one. I do, really good. <clears throat> I, I'm. I still don't disagree with him. I. I don't have a. I don't in any of her songs that were hits on the charts. I. Thought were good, and that including that one. That was her slowest one of all of her songs. But even I, Queen of Hearts, you like that one?
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Oh, playing with the Queen of Hearts. I like. Uh, yeah.
1: Love's been a little bit hard on me. Mm, it has been hard on you. That <laughs> <But> is true. <laughs> so yeah. I, so for me,
0: I'm going to stay in the country vein there. My guilty pleasure song for 1982 is "Love in the First Degree" by Alabama. Baby,
1: First degree. Yeah,
2: that's a good one. I look at you crossing over into the country yeah. realm. I, I did it a couple of weeks ago with Eddie Rabbit too.
1: Yeah,
0: okay, but yeah, yeah. definitely so going like much more. Cu- more I like some country back then. Okay, you know, most of my friends that I was hanging around with back then would have laughed me out of the room or away from the lunch table for such admissions. But <laughs> I, I liked Alabama back then. They had several good songs. Oh, and yeah. I- I dug him. I'm gonna go with Nobody by
1: Sylvia.
2: I know you like that song we too. all crossed over tonight wow <laughs> yeah. i got a couple more let's right throw in, them sorry. out there yeah. these ones aren't that bad cool night paul davis yeah, not a bad I'm song good. and a little birdie higgins key largo yes here's looking at you that kid. is a yacht rock staple That's our last one
0: our last song of the night we're going to talk about from 1982 is gonna be our hidden gem now this is a one where People may not know it. Maybe an album cut. Maybe something we saw on MTV late at night. Just some song from that year that we look at and go, you know what, I want to share this with the world.
1: Kevin, how about you? Sausalito, Summer Night. Great, 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 great song. Yes. Did that
2: song sync with the Titanic? Never heard of it.
1: Oh, you've heard it. You are missing out if you've
2: not heard it.
0: Okay, you know what, Kevin? Let's just go ahead and play it now.
2: So, the Ring of Bell at All snowball? Not one bit. But it did kind of remind me of a 90s Weezer sound.
0: Hmm. Um, maybe Weezer was sweating diesel. <laughs> maybe. Which maybe. came first? I think the chicken came first, not the
1: egg. <laughs> <laughs> so.
2: But no, I have no idea. But it's not a bad song. Just
0: yeah,
1: no idea. It's a real toe tapper, it's a real hidden gem.
0: It is. I like it. I, I love that song.
1: The premise of the song is they're heading from LA to San Francisco. And a Rambler. The guy wanted to fly there because he didn't want to drive in his crappy car. Mythbusters did a thing on this, but anyway, go ahead. And they break down in Sausalito. Now, if you look at the map, LA, San Francisco, Sausalito. <laughs> so, not geographically correct, but it's, okay. it is an upbeat song. Mike, what is your hidden gem? Like I said... M- A
2: hidden gem to me isn't something, you know, that's buried with the Titanic. It's something maybe you've dropped behind the sofa. So my hidden gem would be Aldo Nova Fantasy. Great tune. Yeah. Yeah. I learned one thing. I always thought Aldo Nova was a band name. Not a dude's name. It's a dude's name. A I always Canadian, always thought yeah. It was a band. It was I'm like, this is a Canadian band. So it's like, <laughs> a Canadian musician. I'm like, what? So yeah, it's uh, number seventy eight on VH1's greatest one hit wonders. So, wow. Great song though. Great intro. You got the kind of the laser techno sound yeah. along with the helicopters and just very cool.
0: It's very cool. Yeah. Very distinctive. Remember very different. Art, when he had his old Chevelle, he had a nice stereo system in it. And Ooh, yeah, this would be a good one and and to crank it up. He would turn this song up really loud. If you're ever with art, the music is never anything but loud. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, good stuff. My hidden gem is You Don't Want Me Anymore by Steel Breeze. Love that song, loved it back then, love it now, and never gets old to me. Yeah. Great song. No, I know that one. Oh, yeah. okay. That's a good one. Any other hidden gems you guys want to share?
2: I don't know if it would be that hidden, but it wasn't one of his biggest hits. I Get Excited by Rick Springfield.
0: Hmm, I don't think I know that one.
2: Oh, you know that one. No. Sure you do Listen to it, Rob. All right, let's check it out. I Get Excited
0: Okay, yes, yeah. I have. That defines a hidden gem. I'm impressed. I completely forgot that song wow. existed, and it's a good song. I'm four for five. I'm hitting 800 tonight. You, <laughs> you are. You already had that Juice Newton thing, but hey, you know what? <laughs> That's always room for improvement. Kevin agreed with you, so I guess you'd be five for five since, you yeah, know,
2: as, as a uh, quorum. He's there. my scorekeeper. <laughs> Got another Kevin. one. Uh,
1: Situation by Yaz. Oh, yeah. Now he's in control. You know, lead singer, what? I did. I can't think of it right now. Um, Rob Bass? No, no, no. Um, Close. It's <laughs> a woman. Uh, mm-hmm. okay, uh, Alison Moyer? Yeah, thank you. I have no, no idea, but yeah. who uh, that is. Yes. Yeah. Great voice. Great voice.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. I remember that from MTV. That was uh, good. It's from the album Upstairs at Eric's. Mm, nice. Cool. A couple other ones I had here. I had I Can See It in Your Eyes by Minute Work. It was on the Business as Usual album. And it's just got a really cool sound. So I really like that one. Let's check that out real quick.
1: We got to a restaurant, but you don't like wine. You say it's love you want, well, but there is no time. I realize I can see it in your eyes. You keep staring at the floor.
0: All right, and here's one. Here's a hidden gem. I will guarantee you, neither of you have heard, and probably most of our audience has not heard. If you have heard it, I want you to put in the comments section yes, I know this song by The Clocks called She Looks a Lot Like You. No. All right, let's check it out real quick.
1: That almost sounds like something you'd see. I, I feel like I'm watching an 80s movie when I hear that. Almost like you would see people walking into like a high school dance or something <laughs> when it's playing. So it definitely has that sound to it. It
2: definitely just drips of 80s-ness. So to me, it sounded like if Night Ranger and The Cure had a love child. so <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, that's, uh, that's
0: one that most people haven't heard. Very little MTV play. No, so I've never, never heard it. it. The Clocks. New yeah. for me. We will be back... Next week with
2: 1987.
0: Ooh, great year. Oh, I graduated yeah. from high school, so, so, you know. Yeah, so it was a great year for that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or next week, 1987, we'll talk all about pop culture and music and all that other stuff. And then we'll only have one more left. That'll be 1984 in two weeks. Mm. So buckle up. Yeah. We're in the home stretch. I think it's only fitting... And we don't really talk about this song much on here. But this is one of the biggest songs of the entire decade, particularly post-80s. We're going to close out with this little-known song. This was a huge hit in 1982. Here is Don't Stop Believing" by Journey. Guys, thanks, take care, God bless, we'll see you next week.
1: I've loved you since the first day I met you and I'll never stop I'm a very lucky woman.
0: So am I.